Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, November 2nd. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. How to stay sane on election night. Plus, Joe Biden's China plan. First, though, Donald Trump's plan to declare victory before all the votes are counted is today's one big thing. Axios' Jonathan Swan has the exclusive that President Trump is telling confidants he'll declare victory on Tuesday night if it looks like he's ahead before all the ballots have been counted. Jonathan, can you tell us what you're hearing about President Trump's plans for election night? Well, President Trump has actually talked about going to the podium and saying, I won this election. His allies, who are familiar with what he said privately, uh, said that he would need to be ahead or having the networks declared that he had won Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, Texas, Georgia, Iowa, probably Arizona too. And then what they would exploit deceptively is that it's very likely that President Trump will appear to be ahead in Pennsylvania. And what the Trump campaign is trying to set up falsely is a claim that any votes counted after election day a tantamount to a stolen election. We saw the president last night respond to your reporting, and he talked about the situation in Pennsylvania setting up this false claim. If people wanted to get their ballots in, they should have gotten their ballots in long before that, a long time. And Jonathan, can we just have a reality check about that? Well, the reality check is candidates don't decide who wins the elections. Obviously, it goes without saying that this declaration, Trump going out and saying this to the cameras, has no legal weight to it. If the president declares that he won, there's going to be millions and millions of Americans who take that as the gospel. It's really hard to kind of overstate how toxic this environment will be potentially in the next few days and weeks if it's a really close race. Jonathan Swan is a political correspondent for Axios. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. We'll be back in 15 seconds with some tips on how to maintain your sanity during this election week. Welcome back to Axios Today. It's hard not to be alarmed when you heard what Jonathan Swan just said about what he's hearing from inside the Trump campaign. So we thought we should temper that with some helpful tips for navigating the next few days. And to do that, I'm joined by Axios co-founder Jim Vandehei. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to your Axios Today debut. That's amazing. And I get to be sane and responsible for the first time in my life. I love that. So you wrote this great piece that we will tweet out. It's eight ways to plan and stay sane. And the first one is for people to stay calm. Why is this so important? Well, I mean, look around you. Everybody you know is hyperventilating on one side or the other. And the truth is, there's nothing we can do until election night, right? Like vote and then go chill out. Go hang out with your kids. Go get a life. Like there's nothing you can do. You basically have to wait and see what happens in Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, and that'll be 10 or 11 o'clock at night. One of your tips is to not overreact. And I wonder how we can think about how bad actors might try to amplify small things to make it seem like the whole election system is in complete chaos. 
Yeah, even the savviest people I know, I'm alarmed by how often I'm now seeing things from them asking, is this true or did you see this? And yes, I saw it just by looking at it when you sent it to me and it's garbage. Look at the source of the information. It's not real. Like basically find a source of information that you have watched over the years and you find to be reliably true and steer clear of everything else. And I think that really difficult part of this emotionally is everyone thinks, okay, well, we have an end insight on Tuesday, but actually that might not be true. Yeah, I think it's almost inconceivable that it's over on election night. And so, yes, that rattles all of us, but also understand that there's only so many things somebody can do if they lost and they want to try to declare victory. If you start to see somebody protesting or someone sharing something about something awful happening in the streets, make sure it's actually widespread as opposed to one incident that's being amplified by a bunch of people to seem worse in a distorted way than it actually is. So how are you staying calm during all of this? Because even if you're being rational about it, I think it is an alarming situation to think that this may be a test of our democracy. There's no doubt. I spend a lot of time thinking about our staff, even thinking about sort of the psychological well-being. How do I brace everyone for the fact that this could go on for weeks or months? And so I do think, like, we're going to get through this. Because think think about the things we've gone through. Think about the 60s. Think about the Civil War. Uh, The American experiment has been messy from day one, and there's been moments where it feels uh, so precarious that it could be broken. I just don't think it will. I I think I believe in the resilience of of institutions. I believe in the resilience of the American people. Uh, What we try to do with, with Axios is we try to be able to give people information in a clinical way, in a non-emotional way, in a non-partisan way, so that they can feel like they have their footing, that they can feel like, okay, I'm anchored in truth, and now I'm going to start to make my decisions. Jim Vanda is Axios' CEO and co-founder. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Jim will also be part of our special election night coverage. Keep your phone handy and check your feed for special mini updates throughout the night. We'll have some of the smartest analysis from Axios folks, as well as a team of experts. The episodes will be just five minutes long, so you can listen during a commercial break if you're watching TV or while walking the dog. If you haven't already, subscribe to our feed now so you don't miss out. Over the last four years, Americans' attitude toward China has shifted dramatically, with President Trump's trade war at the forefront of our relationship. I mean, it's just a much more antagonistic, hostile relationship. Hans Nichols covers the Biden campaign for Axios. And he says if Joe Biden wins the election, he'll inherit the results of that trade war. Don't forget, they'll be inheriting the tariffs. And their tariffs on some $360 billion of Chinese goods. Hans, if Biden were to win, how is he planning to approach this increasingly contentious relationship with the Chinese? Biden's not afraid of confrontation with China, but he wants to make sure he's going to any sort of fight with friends. And it will be an allied first approach. Now, that gives you more force for whatever message you're trying to deliver to the Chinese. But it also means you have to get all the allies on the same page. And that takes time. So is Biden also planning to focus on trade in his foreign policy with China? Joe Biden's advisors tell me that they're going to put values and standing up for human rights at the center of his China policy. It'll be one of his main pillars. He's criticized Trump for not meeting with the Dalai Lama. He's called President Xi a thug. And he's called what's happening in Xinjiang, as it relates to the Muslim Uyghurs, he's called it a genocide. Now, those are pretty strong words and uh, give you an indication that human rights is going to be a cornerstone of a Biden-China foreign policy. Hans Nichols is a political reporter for Axios. 
Before we end today's show, El Dia de los Muertos, a Mexican celebration of the dead, ends today. Families typically head to cemeteries and pay tribute to their loved ones with food, music, and dancing. And this year's celebration was especially meaningful for families who've lost loved ones because of the pandemic. As we continue to mourn the hundreds of thousands of people who have passed from COVID-19. This is an that was from a virtual festival from the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in L.A., where in other years, thousands have gathered in person to commemorate the holiday. Here, remembering our ancestors, remembering our loved ones, playing this music for them and for you at home. See you That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter. Our coverage of the election continues on this afternoon's Axios Recap podcast. Dan Primack speaks with philanthropist Lorraine Powell-Jobs and Reverend William Barber of the Poor People's Campaign on why mail-in voting didn't stop voter suppression. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.